Welcome to the ABCs of Matrescence. We are two mamas, Emma and Mackenzie, and we both have toddler-aged boys. And we're here to bring you all things a real motherhood from A to Z. And on this podcast, we chat about our own experiences and also those of our guests. And we bring you lots of different perspectives. And we're really happy you're joining us here today. So welcome. Hi, guys. Happy this will be Mother's Day when it comes out. So happy Mother's Day to everybody. I would call this episode 12. But we are jumping a little out of order because we did wanted to bring you guys a special episode acknowledging Mother's Day. We might have accidentally forgot that Mother's Day was coming up. And it was my dear husband that was like, oh, are you guys releasing a Mother's Day episode? And we were like, uh, crickets. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then you wrote me that. And I was like, I was like, girl, we should do it. And then we're like, when yeah. can we possibly do it? And then my husband ended up not having to go into work today. And we were like, OK, we're making it happen. Yep. So this is totally a bonus. We'll call it a bonus day mother's episode because we just wanted to connect with everybody and say happy mother's day. We know everybody is still in the trenches right now. We're still dealing with all the craziness. So we're not going to focus on any of that today. But we just want to acknowledge all the hard work all the moms are doing and have a little bit of fun in this episode. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. It's Mother's Day came up quickly, I guess you could say, right? It's like hard the to believe. The slowest, it's... quickest month ever. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's like the days feel long and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, it's already been another week. And, and so, I do remember yeah. thinking at the beginning of April when I realized we were going to be sheltering in place at least through May, I was like, I'm never going to make it a month. And suddenly I'm like, wait, now we're already eight days into May. How did we get here? So I guess guess time moves. Yeah, time does move. I know. it's It's strange. And I think that because we don't have the daily distractions of like actual events to do or things. That's sometimes why, like when you look at a week, you're like, oh, I have nothing on the calendar. But then each day just kind of like plugs away. And before you realize it, like five of them have passed. So yeah, strange. Here we are. Here we are. Yay, yeah. Mother's Day. So um, we're chatting a little bit, obviously, about our memories from Mother's Day last year. So now for Emma and I, this is our second Mother's Day, which is kind of fun to say, right? It is. Our it's actually really Mother's strange. Day. I almost... I almost kept saying it was my first because you yes. know, last year they were so little and I was just still in a brain fog in those Such early days. Such a blur. Yeah. And so it, you know, and, and this time last year, not that they know it's Mother's Day. It's not like Owen's going to be running up to me, you know, and handing me flowers and say, happy Mother's Day, mom. Oh, he's not? But, well, that's, that's too bad. That's I don't know. Exactly a lot can what Emerson's in 24 hours. To do. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm letting well, you know Emerson's planning to do that in French, well, in fact. <laughs> well, obviously. Yeah, poor Owen. He's so behind in life. Oh, my gosh. Emerson uh, But just yeah, last meows. year was just a, a blur. It was not not anything significant, at least that I remember. Yeah. Mine was, obviously, I have memories of what we did, but as far as like if the the check-in of like, you know, how was I feeling on that day or what was really going on? I mean, it's, it is, it's just kind of like, it, it felt like it was just such a, a rush that day, you could say. I wrote um, an Instagram post today and I think, Emma, you're going to do a similar one tomorrow. So then obviously by the time this comes out, they'll both be out. But reflecting on my mother's day from, from last year, and I just posted a picture of Emerson and I, and in the picture, I looked fairly put together. And I was, as I was writing the post, I was like, okay, like this is definitely the appropriate moment to give total disclosure. Like what was going on behind this, like just smiley, happy picture. And there's like, obviously so much more going on behind that. And I think that really is just the testament to motherhood in general. 
Yeah, I think last year I saw your picture and y'all got dressed up for a cute brunch, which, as you said, full disclosure, was not this just like magical, picture-perfect, Instagram-worthy moment for sure. But I I don't think I left my pajamas. I'm pretty sure I just stayed at home. And we were just kind of coming out of that. As I've mentioned, like Owen was so colicky the first 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. And so we were just really breaking out of that phase. So I feel like that was the best Mother's Day of like, hey, he didn't cry all day today. So that's a win. (laughs) Yeah, that's I think that 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 definitely adds a a major major dynamic to it and then for us it was the first time that we had had in in a long time without visitors coming in and out you know so for us it was yeah we did and so it was it was definitely more quiet which was i think a positive thing but you know definitely i think suffice it to say that this year we won't have a bunch of visitors coming in and out (laughs) (laughs) i know right and this year now and now we're sitting here thinking Okay, I want the visitors, right? I want the I want the friends. I know. I want, I want my brunch. Where's my brunch and mimosas? Or at least like my spa day. I mean, really, if I'm being honest, today, oh. if you asked me what I'd want, it would be to run away with girlfriends, specifically you, and go get our nails done or go to a spa day and have mimosas. And, you know, I mean, I would see and love my child, but I could also use a few minutes away from him. Exactly. I could see and love him and then have four hours of not seeing him and that would exactly. be very okay. <laughs> and then I'd love him so much more when I returned. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's so, so true. That's just the wild part about it is that, you know, and even if we wanted to do that, well, in Georgia, we could, we could do all these things. We could. I I did. (laughs) We could go bowling. It is hysterical that I kind of made a joke. Well, you know, go on a spa day. I'm like, well, I actually really could go do that. Technically, I could go get my nails done and go out to a fancy dinner if I wanted to. But that's, that's still not happening for us and the majority of people that live here. Yeah, and I think I think even if you know I'm just picturing anywhere that that mamas live across the country, you know even even if states are open or there's those things, I mean I I can't say that anybody that I've talked to lately is running out to even truly target of the grocery store with their kiddo in tow or, you know people I think are still being pretty pretty cautious and so obviously that that defaults to us too right you know we're not going to go out and be at nail salons and doing all that kind of stuff when, you know, we have the boys to come home to. So I think we have to look ahead to Mother's Day 2021 for our big school. Well, that will be a nice year. I'm sure our boys will be talking and doing all the things and be a little bit more engaged in, you know, celebrating their amazing mothers, right? So. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm expecting some breakfast in bed by like I mean, minimum Emerson age better be like singing to you in French and, you know. Yes, a full concert, really. Having gone and picked freshly made flowers and put together a bouquet for you by then, so. Oh, that would be just delightful. <laughs> for now, we have to rely on flower delivery services and things of that nature, but. Yeah. It is true. Oh, well. So, yeah, so you you said you had a pretty good Mother's Day, though, last year, just in terms of at least having the time with Owen being a little less fussy and having time with hubby and all that. If I'm going to be honest, I have zero recollection of what happened last year on Mother's Day. None. Zero. <laughs> it obviously did not stand out in my mind. I actually looked through my Instagram stories to see if I had any pictures, and I, I got nothing. Um, I'm sure my husband, like, bought flowers and a card, and yeah, but no, I really have zero idea that of what we did. So, you know, woohoo. Happy Mother's Day. Bring yeah, we we did uh we did a brunch and that was that was just it. We just went to a brunch and um Emerson slept through part of it and I had pumped before we left and brought a bottle just cuz my my dress was not one that I could have breastfed in public in, you know, like yeah, you that's can't a really little more challenging. Pull anything down. Yeah. So, um he had an explosive diaper there, but it wasn't too too bad cuz the clothes weren't completely ruined. I remember changing that. I remember the prime rib was really good. <laughs> well, 
See, those are the important so, memories, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was really obviously was sweet of my husband to have, to have done that. And just like yours, you know, when they think of us with flowers or cards or an event, it is, it's nice to, to feel that way, you know, and to have the, the fact that they were thinking of, of us, which was nice. I remember the Mother's Day prior to that, uh, when I actually was, I think right before I got pregnant. So then the Mother's Day, yeah, before, the year before, I got a voicemail from a close girlfriend who was just saying, hey, I just want to think, you know, let you know I'm thinking about you. I know you guys have been trying for a baby. By that time, it had been 18 months and I know you guys have been trying for a long time and I can see where Mother's Day could, you know, definitely be a challenging day for you because, you know, here you are wanting to celebrate your own Mother's Day and you really want to be pregnant, but I just want you to know I'm thinking of you. And I remember getting that phone call and that in that voicemail from her thinking like, wow, like that was just so thoughtful because those were all the thoughts in my mind. Little did I know I was about to become pregnant, but I just thought that that, that really was, was thoughtful and kind of a reminder to me that, you know, to reach out to the women in my own life who are, you know, right now trying to conceive or wanting to be pregnant, but, you know, things have had to be put on hold because of everything going on with COVID in terms of fertility treatments, et cetera. And yeah, which is kind of a, a reminder for me to, to reach out to them on, on Mother's Day as well. So yeah, it is really important to acknowledge, especially both of us having gone through some challenges trying to conceive because that same Mother's Day, the one right before I found out I was pregnant, that was a really hard one for me because we've been trying to conceive. And we had actually had a miscarriage before right before that. And mm. we were supposed to we had a trip planned to go visit my in laws and my parents on Mother's Day weekend, because we we're going to tell them we were pregnant. It was like right at 12 weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that Mother's Day, we had just lost a baby and then it became Mother's Day and it was not a pleasant time. And I had some wonderful friends though that, that knew what was going on and absolutely reached out. And I think we found out we were pregnant literally like a couple of days later again. So wow. that was a boost, but it was, it was a really, really hard season for some moms and, you know, are, are also people that have lost a mom or, you know, don't have a mom around or a good relationship. So all of true. those things are important to acknowledge that, you know, we want to celebrate all the mothers and also just be mindful of those that this might be a little sensitive of a time period. Exactly. And I think there's never anything wrong with, you know, even if you feel a little awkward, you know, like I, you know, it's not the most comfortable thing for me to reach out to a friend who I know is trying to conceive when I'm here celebrating my second Mother's Day with my healthy son, you know, but yeah. at the same time, like I, I do want to acknowledge it, even if it's brief, even if it's just a quick voice note or a text or a phone call, just saying, hey, just want you to know that I'm thinking about you today. And I, you know, I sincerely hope that you have an opportunity to celebrate Mother's Day one day with with your child. And I hope that that, that is something that, that, that you can feel in your future, because I know that's something you really desire. But I want you to know that regardless, like, I'm your friend, and I care about you, and I'm here for you, you know, and I, I, I mean, it's always like awkward, right? You never know exactly what to say. But I think back to my friend who maybe didn't know quite what to say to me, but just sent me a similar message of saying, hey, I love you. I hear you. I'm thinking of you. And she does have children. You know, it wasn't like she was messaging me from a similar place. Like, no, she had two, you know, at the time and still does, two healthy children that were conceived very easily. And I still was so touched by her gesture. So... Yep, I love that. Well, yeah. today we are going to just we just want to share some cool moments. So you know, I think if if you are a mom, you've had always had those moments where it's like, oh my gosh, this p officially puts me in like the mom club. Those first little <laughs> moments of I something like funny mom happening club. or something crazy <laughs> happening, and you're like, oh, now I'm a mom. It's like yeah, you're welcomed real. into the, the tribe deal. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we just thought it would be fun just to share. Um, some of our top moments from the past year that really made us feel like we were an official club, you know, member of the mom tribe. 
Yeah, exactly. It's really cool. We have like these really cool outfits. I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but like they're called leggings and yep. maybe a t-shirt you also slept in. It's really yep. cool. Lululemon aligned leggings pretty much are <laughs> our wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you, Emma? What would be your first OMG, I'm really a mom? Okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have plenty of funny ones, but I'm going to start off with like kind of a cheesy, just that first moment that, you know, because when you get pregnant, the idea is you're like, okay, I'm going to be a mom, you know, and I'm pregnant, but you don't feel like mom. And for whatever reason, the first time he really started kicking was just like, I really had one of those like knee jerk tears moments that was Mm. like, it was just that, oh, there's like a real person inside of me. It's not even just a picture on a screen because you see all the ultrasounds and it's super cool and you see them moving. But it was just like there was my little buddy and he was, you know, right there beside me. And it was super emotional. And um, yeah, it was just such a special moment. It was that first time that I had that almost protectiveness of like, oh, you know, I would do anything in the world to protect this tiny little being inside of me because he's just, just felt very real. And so that was definitely a top moment in memory of mine. How about you? I like that. I like that one a lot. Um, I would say first moment pre-birth was in for the Christmas, uh, Christmas 2018, which was right shortly right before he was born. I was about 34 weeks at the time. It was seeing my nursery. So my sister, Um, worked really, really tirelessly on building the nursery furniture with her girlfriend. The two of them were just working so hard on it. And they basically transformed the nursery um, for me. And my husband was working a ton at the time. And so they were here in town with my parents as well. And just, yeah, just building everything and seeing it come together and seeing like it actually like set up. And one time I remember I had gone on a walk with my dad and my mom and sister and her girlfriend were like hurrying to like put little the books in the bookshelf and put little things just out and, you know, kind of make it look really just real. And I remember just walking in there and just all the feelings, you know, so that was that was really special. And then just the subsequent weeks after that, um, the, you know, the remaining four weeks before he came, I would walk in the nursery and rub my belly and talk to him and be like, look, this is your, this is your new bedroom. Do you like it? And I just remember those moments thinking like, this is, this is actually happening. Like there is a crib, there is a dresser, a baby is going to be in this house. And my husband said the same for him. So I thought that was kind of a fun one. So I love that. That's so, so sweet. Yeah. Those nursery moments are awesome. My husband surprised me. Um, when I went to go visit a couple of girlfriends and I came back and he had painted and gotten the nursery all kind of oh. organized. It was so sweet. So. Oh, I yeah. love that. Oh, it just yeah. makes such a difference. I forget about some of those moments. See, it's fun reminiscing just because there are those moments I was like, oh, I totally forgot that he did that. And it was so sweet. So Yeah, it is. Yeah, I would say another one of mine, um, kind of from the early days. So <laughs> this is just a, a funny one. So dad stayed home for, it was like maybe a week, just over a week, maybe eight or nine days. To be honest, he could have stayed home longer, but I think he got pretty bored. Um, Because, you know, during those early days, I mean, he just slept and was on my boob, like especially those first couple of weeks. That's all baby did. And so, yeah, dad didn't have a ton to do. And that was cool. And at that moment in time, we were like, this is easy. We've got this. (laughs) It's funny. It's cute looking back. But dad went back to work the very first day back to work. And I was, I mean, I was really nervous. I did not spend a lot of time around kids growing up. So this was by far the only newborn I had ever seen taken care of, much less suddenly was left alone with. So I was definitely kind of looking around like, is is he really going to do this? Am I really in charge of this? (laughs) But, you know, I gave myself a pep talk talk and had, you know, some confidence to me. And dad left. And I was like, cool, we've got this, buddy. And about 30 minutes after dad left, I hear a noise and I'm like, "Mm, oh, 
there's the dirty diaper. Well, we really hadn't had any explosive diapers, nothing too bad at that point. Well, he waited until 30 minutes after dad left. And I mean, (laughs) it was all the way like out of his diaper, all over his clothes, up his back, into his hair. And I just did not, I just panicked. I didn't know what to do with him. Well, yeah, and he's so little. So like now if it happens, you and I are like cursing under our breath and we throw him into the bathtub, literally. Totally, you know, but at that stage, I was a, still kind of walking around like, I'm going to break even you. Given him I'm back going yet. to break you. I, no, we hadn't. We had only just barely, you know, dabbed him off and everything. And so I, I didn't know about his like belly button, the umbilical cord stump mm. and all that. And so, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm also trying not to get it all over me. I have two dogs that are being insane. And it was just this hysterical moment of me carrying him around like away from my body like a football, <laughs> trying to figure out. But like out trying to, to support his neck. Exactly. <laughs> trying, you know, I, and I was just, I was just totally panic i ended up like taking his clothes off and i think trying to like wash him in the sink somewhat and i ended up then i was like but what do i do with the clothes and i think i threw them away because oops you know sorry they were just uh just had to go and yeah anyway it was just a hysterical moment of like i had no idea what to do and so it was my first time doing that and then i had to give him kind of a solo bath and um yeah it was just a cluster of a day but it was definitely that moment that i felt like when my husband walked home at the end of the day and we were all still standing i was like oh yeah i did it I'm a mom. I handled it. Like, <laughs> I've got this. We're going to be okay. Which, oh, gosh. You know. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a funny day, but it definitely left with me feeling like, all right, we, we're going to be okay. How about yeah. you? Oh, well, I, goodness, I don't know if I can I can top that. I mean, I'm, Emerson had a lot of spitting up, as you remember, but nothing quite, I mean, up the back to the hair. That is an accomplishment. Oh, actually, one time, remember, I think I told you he put his foot in the poopy diaper and then put his foot in his mouth. Oh, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. told my husband I was so panicked about it. He's like, oh, it's fine. His little system will just figure it out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. the doctor said so, so. Yeah, I know. If the doctor says so, it's probably fine. <laughs> so I would say another moment when I really felt the the mom badge like in full force was Emerson got pretty sickened in December. And he had just kind of seemed really fussy, not himself. And I actually trusted my mom intuition, which to be honest, like they say you're born with it. I would argue that it's kind of a, something that has to be cultivated and trusted and learned to hear, right? Oh, like 100%. It's like it's, yeah. It's there all the time, but yet like you're not always listening to it or you don't always trust it. So that's a work in progress, but I trusted my, that little mom tuition voice, if you will. And I took him in to the pediatrician. Sure enough, he did have an ear infection. So we put him on antibiotics, kind of seemed like all right, working through this. Well, then we traveled to down to Atlanta. He did get sick. I, I don't know if it was from my husband or his cousins. I mean, you know, a lot of people, airplanes, et cetera. And then he turned into an upper respiratory infection. And then we got back from that and it got even just worse and worse. I had to take him back. He had another ear infection. So it was a solid, I would say, not even counting the time in Atlanta, which was relatively rough as well because he wasn't very well, but coming back where I mean, he had a fever every single day. He was really would do nothing but nurse. He wouldn't eat a thing. He was, you know, just just sick. I mean, it was never like life threatening, but in any way, but it was just a lot and it was round the clock care for him. And I just remember feeling like, wow, this is this is really it, you know, like you you love your baby, you care for them, like you want them to feel well. And like, it hurt me. Like I actually felt physically hurt by the fact that he was so hurting. And, um, and as challenging and difficult as it was, it was that opportunity to say, you know, like you really like, just like you said, you do anything for your baby. And, um, so yeah, that was just, uh, quite a, I really am a mom. Like my kiddo is really sick and I'm like, 
taking care of him and everything else is stopped. You know, I remember frantically writing into the Pure Bar girls, like on our, our group, uh, group page being like, guys, there's no way I can come into work. Baby's super sick. They were all so sweet. They jumped on it. They totally knew, you know, he's just little. And, um, but yeah, I just remember that I couldn't even like handle the thought of leaving him for a second. So yeah, I, was, I remember yeah. going through that and how, how sad it was and how heartbreaking and I, ugh, it was awful. I, I felt awful for you because there's nothing I could do and it's mm-hmm. so terrible just to see your little one sick and not be able to, to take it away. So yeah. I know. So yeah. But definitely it. like, uh, you really are like, you know, your, your mama and they, they, all they want is you and they just want to snuggle you and be with you. And so I remember feeling like very important and very needed at that moment. And so in a way it was, it was nice. So. Yeah. yeah, that's sweet. I'd say um, probably one of mine was one of the first times, probably the first time that I left him with a nanny mm. because mm. up to that point, you know, I'd only left him with dad. And even then mm. was a couple hours. And I guess I I was very caught off guard in motherhood in general by how anxious I still am leaving him. Um, I, I thought I would be that mom that could drop him off at daycare and head back to work. And that has not been my experience. Um, you know, that's not good, bad or otherwise. It's just not how I felt. And the first time leaving him with a nanny, I truly just physically felt like, you know, I had just left my entire heart somewhere else. And mm. it was just... It was just this realization of this is how it's always going to be to an extent. There is always going to be, whether he's, you know, 18 months or 18 years old, there's always going to be this somebody else that I am constantly going to be worried about. You know, it's even when I'm not with him, I'm still always with him. And I never really understood what, you know, my mom said or my mother-in-law said, you know, when they talk about those kind of things about you never stop being a mom, you never stop worrying no matter how old they were. And it was just really that first moment of like... This is just going to be my life. This is how it's going to be. That worry is always going to be there, even if it's ever little stuff. So, yeah, it was definitely just a wow moment of my life is forever changed. There's no going back. (laughs) Yeah, it's powerful. I remember one time taking a walk uh, without him when he was like, maybe I'm trying to think six or eight weeks old. And I remember like my husband literally being like, go take a walk. He's sleeping. You have 30 minutes. Just go. And I literally remember almost my husband having to push me out of the front door because I was like, but, but, but he's like, literally, it's okay. You know, and, and just yeah. that, like, just, yeah. Well, and it's even those moments that you do want to leave. Like you mm-hmm. are exhausted. You need a break. You also like, you almost can't stand to be there anymore. And then the second you leave, like it, it's almost <laughs> physically painful. It just feels wrong yeah. or on some level. It's, it's such an interesting dynamic that again it's one of those until you become a mother I don't think I could have ever understood yep it's like they go to sleep and what do you do you look at the monitor and talk about how cute they are like my husband and I lay in bed nearly every single night and look at pictures of Emerson yep totally (laughs) same same it's a weird world so yep so how about you what's another one of yours so another one is I feel like Emerson is like the lens through which I see the world. It's almost like I filter a lot of like my thoughts and and my feelings and I guess my reactions to things through the lens of like him and as a mother. And so the most, I guess, recent example I have is my my former, I went to ASU, Arizona State, and I went to the Barrett, the Honors College there. And so our, my Honors College did kind of a seminar series that they invited alums to kind of join. It was through Zoom. So it's been obviously really recent during this COVID. And it was really cool. So we basically read a book, two different books for two different seminars, and you hop on the Zoom call for an hour and you discuss the book with your fellow, you know, former alumni classmates. A few of them I knew, a few I didn't, various class years since graduation was different for, for all of us. But, you know, hop on the call and you're giving your opinion about these texts. And, and we were reading, uh, the, the first one we read was Frankel's, um, 
the meaning. Oh, mom brain. I'm totally um, blanking on the title of it. Frankel is the author. Um, he survived the Holocaust. He's from Vienna. So um, something to do with like the meaning of life, etc. So it's a very deep text. And I remember that even as we were talking about it, everything that I had to share about it, I felt like was coming from a lens of, well, I was envisioning this as a mother's perspective, or now that I have Emerson, I feel this way about it. So even as I was relating to this text, which really was nothing to do at all with motherhood, I mean, it has to do with humanity and and suffering and crisis and finding meaning even in the bleakest of times, but yet somehow I found my connection to that text actually through the lens of motherhood. And that was like a wow moment for me to realize that even in a even in an intellectual setting where nobody is asking me about my son or asking me about my motherhood experience, I find that that is still the way that I'm relating to to the text. So yeah, anyways, that is interesting. Yeah. It's interesting almost jumping back into little moments of your previous life pre-baby and, and just realizing there is no completely going backwards. It's the mm-hmm. same as like, you know, when I walked back into work for the first time. I was with the same people. I was in the same place, but I wasn't the same person anymore. Mm, that's such and a there, good point. Yeah, and there is just these moments of you're like, oh, my life has drastically changed, like everybody said it would, and you can't really get until you are there. So, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's fascinating. So yeah, the, yeah. The title of the book is "Man's Search for Meaning." There you that go. One was I hate it when I can't think of something yeah. like that. It's like, okay, Man's come on, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you no, it. but that's that's such a good point, right? I hopped into that to that you know Zoom call thinking this is going to be like a throwback to my my days of like you know obviously academic study, etc. You know, getting excited about it, and then just like you said, like I can't separate now the fact that my worldview has drastically shifted because of Emerson. So that's yep. really well said. So what about you? Um, let's see. I'd say this one's just like a light, funny one. I remember when I first returned to the gym. So I go to like a local YMCA and I kind of hang out with a bunch of old dudes in the morning. I say that lovingly. I go at the same time every day and the people that are there are like 40 to 75 year old, mostly dudes. And, but they saw me throughout my entire pregnancy. They were always super friendly. They always laugh because here I am, you know, this tiny, super pregnant girl still trying to lift heavy weights and jumping around like a maniac. And so they were lovingly called my little gym family in the morning. And I just remember the first day back at the gym when I was, I, I didn't come back and start working out at a gym until I was like 10 weeks postpartum or more. Um, but the second I did, I pulled up my phone and I was so eager and proud <laughs> and literally walking up to strangers, people I did not know in the slightest and showing them every single picture of my child. And it was definitely just this funny moment of like, oh, I'm now that person. Like, I will stop anybody anywhere and be like, don't you see how cute my kid is? Look at what any, I'm showing them videos. And he's like 10 weeks at the time. Like, he's not really doing anything that's so I think, true i know we like, look back at those I mean, videos look he yeah. moved his hand yeah it, i mean he, he actually <laughs> had rolled over at that point so i think he had just done that because he rolled over right right before three bones but you know wow, still i mean that's in the grand scheme, side note that's yeah. crazy that's very yeah early. he was pretty yeah. early on that one yeah well and he hasn't stopped moving since so <laughs> lucky me so but yeah it was just this really funny moment that i was like oh I have now officially become that mom where I have nothing else to talk about. And I'm willing to walk up to any stranger and being like, look at my child. So anyway, it was just a funny little moment. That one is so cute. I like that. So true, right? We are happy to show anybody who's the slightest curiosity about our child. I started to say interested or just standing in my vicinity. So whatever. (laughs) One or the other. One or the other. Oh, I love it. So another one of mine would be just realizing, you know, you really are a mama when you are traveling across the country solo with your kiddo. So Emerson and I have done 
the flight from Phoenix back to Rhode Island, which is two different flights, just the two of us solo when he was five months old and then when he was almost a year old. And both were had their own challenges. Neither was like particularly easier than the other. Um, Emerson screams until he falls asleep. He does not like to sleep in my arms. He likes to sleep in his crib. Um, so both times, every single time he had to take a nap, there was a scream fest for oh my gosh, you know, 30 like to 40 nightmare. minutes. Oh, yeah, no, holding a baby screaming. And I have to say, though, that I was fairly calm. I mean, you know, you just, it is what it is. You're, you're, you know, he's just sad and he just needs to fall asleep. But um, I just distinctly remember the very last leg of our most recent trip landing. We finally sobs for, the flight was 50 minutes. I think it was like a hop from like Philly to Providence, super short flight. And so it's, the flight itself was, like I said, 50 minutes long. He screams for 40 minutes of it. I mean, I'm telling you, like, like screams the last 10 minutes. And then he would stop screaming occasionally and smile at the neighbor behind him. So super bipolar. He finally stops screaming, falls asleep, but passes out like hard sleep. So he stayed asleep until every single person was off the plane. That's how hard he was sleeping. He didn't even wake up with the sounds of this plane on landing, people getting off. And every person walked by and looked at me and then looked at him sleeping and like literally gave me a death stare. They were several of them said, now he's sleeping. Oh, now he's sleeping. <laughs> I'm like, guys, come on. He's not even a year old. Like, what do you want me to do? But I remember like, oh, that's hilarious. Those are the moments when you're like, I mean, or going to the bathroom, like holding him on your lap while using the plane bathroom. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. definitely happened. Changing him in the plane bathroom, explosive diaper. Like I had to bring him out of the ba- plane bathroom butt naked, had a diaper on, but body is entirely naked, clothes are in one hand, I'm holding my half-naked baby in the in the other hand, get off the plane, and people like just kind of look at you and you're like, yeah. So you definitely feel like a mom when you're flying cross-country solo with your baby. Yeah, I think it's also you, you get kind of tough skin when you become a mom, and when people give you that death stare, you're kind of like... Keep yeah. on walking. Don't make me hurt you. Don't look at my baby <laughs> like that I'm way. Doing my best. He may be he may be being a pain in the butt, but that's my kid. You can't say that about him. So. Exactly. Yeah, and you really do. Like even when they're being crazy and the tantrums and stuff, you still do. Like, I mean, you and I, we do a fair amount of reading and trying to understand what's going on in their little minds. Like he wasn't crying on the plane because he was being a jerk. He's crying on the plane because he's trying oh, to sleep. He's, he's uncomfortable and he's a baby. You know. Yeah. I mean, I want to cry on a plane when I'm tired and uncomfortable. It's just not <laughs> socially too. acceptable. So I mean, kudos for them. At least they. Get Get to just express their emotions so oh that's funny but yeah kudos for you we have not done the plane travel yet and well we were supposed to this summer but we'll see yeah we'll see well hopefully we'll do i know you and i chatted about doing an episode um at some point which will be fun just to chat a little bit about travel because i can definitely share some some tips and pointers and things that that worked out because it is uh, it's a whole whole wide world out there but I don't yeah. think anyone's traveling for that long. So we, we, have, no, we have a few we'll, months. We'll wait on that one. <laughs> a few months. We'll put that one in the archive for later. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd say my last kind of one that I'm going to hit on, we're trying to attempt to make this a shorter episode so we don't talk y'all's ear off and we'll see how that goes. But um, <laughs> I would say for me, the first time he said mama in like an intentional way, not in a like he was just randomly babble because we had a lot of dad, 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 dad. That was his thing, which, yes, it's annoying. Um, I kept being like, who's feeding you, child? Why are you saying dada? Anyway, um, but I had actually gone to work and our sitter was here with him and he had started this when I'd get home. He would hear the door jingle. He'd hear my keys outside and immediately squeal and come running to the door, which I mean is beyond adorable anyway. But it was the first time that he was 
not fully walking, but he was standing and pulling up on stuff at the moment. And she was sitting there with him at the table. And I walked in the door and he spins around and goes, mama, mama. And just looking me in the eye and just beaming and just so happy that mama was home. And it was just one of the best moments ever. It's those moments that, you know, just warm your heart and make you go, oh, I could just have a million of you. Wait, wait a second. Don't trick me. Wait, wait. Hold Don't. Up. That's Hold a trap. Point. It's a trap. But uh, <laughs> no, it really was. It was just because I've been kind of waiting on that intentional mama since he'd been saying data for a little while. And it was just so wonderful. And it was actually fun having our sitter there because I think she got equally as excited as I did because it was very like unexpected, his reaction. So it was just really sweet to, you know, hear him say those words and know that, you know, he was just love seeing me even when I had been away for a little bit and just he'll always be my little man. So yeah, it was Aww. a sweet moment. I love that. We're still waiting on Emerson decisively to like look at one of us and say, you know, we hear the mama, mama, we hear dad, you know, we hear, you know, that, but, but I'm excited for that moment. So that's, well, that's enjoy so it because now he yells it from his crib when he wants me to come get him or he's mad <laughs> or something. And True. yeah, that's not as fun. So, <laughs> so I guess my, my last one just to share would just be the, um, the feeling in, it's more of like an overall feeling that I felt, I guess, over the last 15 months since he's, been born and and coming now on the second Mother's Day is just the fact that I'm feeling more and more confident, I guess, with each passing, I don't want to say passing day, because realistically, confidence, I don't feel like is built in a day, it's built more like, in like a greater span of time. So I would say weeks and months, but just that I really do know what's best for him. So whether it's like the fact that, you know, obviously, he's still breastfeeding, and and certainly there are people that, that don't breastfeed this long. And I know you're in the same boat as me, Emma, and feeling like, you know, occasionally, there's a little, there's like, I mean, it's not like pushback per se, but it's definitely like, I had a bout of mastitis earlier in the week and both my mother-in-law and my mom were like, okay, so kind of time to wrap up the old breastfeeding. And it's like, of course, they said it very politely, but it's just realizing, no, actually right now for me and, and my kiddo, like this is what we're doing and this is what works for us. Or, you know, like back in the days when there were events, although now there are not, but being able to say, hey, look, I'm sorry, thank you for inviting me to X, Y, or Z, but that's unfortunately nap time and that just doesn't jive with us. He cries in the car, like he needs his naps and kind of protecting that time and I would just say that, you know, there's always that little voice that's saying, but wait, should I be done breastfeeding? Oh, but wait, should we go on this event? And he just has to deal in the car. And then there's the other voice that says, but wait a second, you're his mom. If he wants to breastfeed, if you know he's going to sob in the car, like just just make the choices that you know are best for him and for you for right now. And so I would say that's kind of my last one is just, uh, you know, it's kind of a reminder, you really are a mom when you start making those kind of decisions for your kid and, and for yourself. So I love that. And I love especially like what you said earlier, I know there's a lot about mother's instincts or mother's intuition. And I did not, you know, become a mom and suddenly feel that way. I had a lot of questions and nerves and questioning myself and looking to everybody else, every online resource, everybody else for advice on what I should do. And you're completely right. It doesn't happen in a day. It happens every time. And honestly, it happens with failures. It happens to, you know, when mistakes happen, or it happens mm-hmm. when they're sick and all those things. And and yeah, over time, you build that confidence that in that relationship of I know my son, I know my kid, I know what's going to work best. And we're not perfect for sure. But you you start to instead of looking to for external validation as to what you should do or answers, you just, you know, have faith in yourself that you're making the right decisions. And you also worry less about other people's opinions on them. So mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. I feel definitely feel the same. Yeah, no, it's so well said. Definitely. So well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this special Mother's Day episode. It was fun for us to reflect on our experiences last year and then also kind of where we are now and 
it's obviously going to be a different Mother's Day for both of us. Definitely no brunch plans out or, you know, we were joking about it earlier. We were like, what are we even going to wear on Mother's Day? And we were both like, maybe something comfortable. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure I'm still going to be wearing some leggings. You never know. We might actually go out to a little state park. We do have our state parks open. And so oh, we might go take a little hike, which that. is, yeah, just something fun to get out of the house and get some fresh air. So that'll be nice. Yeah, I think we're going to um, – weather here is supposed to be really crummy, but hopefully we'll get to sneak outside for just a little bit, whether it's a walk or playing outside. And my husband told me not to worry about dinner, so I'm hoping that means takeout from somewhere delish. So Yay, that's the best. So yeah, but we just hope everybody has a wonderful Mother's Day today, whether you're hugging your belly bump right now or whether you're hanging out with your kiddos or, you know, you're thinking in your mind, I'm looking forward to that day, whatever, whatever it is for you. We hope that you have a special day and celebrating your own mothers as well. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in Uh, next week. Please make sure to tune in. We have a great guest on. We are um, interviewing a registered dietitian, Lindsay Lusson. She is just a wealth of knowledge. I had such a good conversation with her all about, um, you know, obviously nutritional related stuff, but also just food freedom and how it relates to fertility, postpartum, pregnancy, just overall women's health. Um, So yeah, it'll definitely be one you don't want to miss. So thank you guys for tuning in and we will hang out with y'all again next week. All right, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>